I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is uh, the 2023 Roundup episode. We're going to round up our top five moments from this year on Private Parts. I mean, it's been a, an amazing year. Thank you to every single person who has listened to us. Um, and these are some of the best bits. I'm here with Tom Lucy. What do you think? What are your Hello. Fav- Hello. Hello there. What are your favorite bits from the year? My favorite bits from the year? I Well, I'm normally only here on the bonus apps, but alas, I enjoyed Tim Key. Oh. Very much. Loved him. One of my favourite men Loved in the world. I think you had uh, some... Oh, I enjoyed the, 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 the wedding special. Yeah. After the wedding. That was great. We debriefed the wedding. That was great. That was fantastic. Uh, we've had some, you've had some great guests. I've had some great guests. Well, listen, Tom, uh, to kick things off, uh, we're going to do one, five to number one. Five of, to one. Of our, of our top clips. And in number five... Get in, this, a, in at five. In at five... It's Millie McIntosh. In this clip, she talks about when she first dated Hugo Taylor. Huge. And getting back together. Ugh. We reminisce on Made in Chelsea, and she tells me the unique way she got cast for the show. Ah, it's right up my street. Here it is. So you and Hugo dated for a bit, and you loved him. You probably loved him. Why didn't you guys then connect back then? What happened? Well, I mean, I don't want to go, like, too much back through old show history, babe, but, like... Okay. I think you know what happened. Oh! <laughs> didn't I, end I that well. That. Yeah, didn't end that well. Wow! But we were like, we were young, like you know, it was we he we both changed a lot in the years after that. Oh my god! Yeah. But you know, we've like we've known each other for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, literally for like over half my life because I think I met him when I was about fifteen. Yeah. Uh, fifteen, sixteen, and. You know, we weren't in the right place to be together then. Like we, you know, we had that short relationship. It wasn't very equal. I think I was probably more into him than he was into me. Mm-hmm. And then, see, we broke up. I went. We were both in relate different in relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. We didn't speak for years. Mm-hmm. 
What was and that then, moment when you reconnected? It was like we stay, we we started speaking again as friends after seeing each other at a friend's wedding. Okay. And it was just quite nice to have that person like back in my life that was like so familiar that I knew. Yeah. And um, he'd just been through quite a bad breakup. I was going through a bad breakup and we would just like speak as friends. And then it, that just developed into something romantic. And then the rest is history. When you, when you first hooked up again, was it electric? It was like teenagers again. Yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable, isn't it? When 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 there's so much like you've had that like yeah yeah. when because also weirdly I've said this before but when I Sophie and I were friends okay and then (laughs) how did you get together with Sophie? she's she's a catch can i just say she's such a catch we uh, the first uh, sophie and i were friends and then um we went to south africa just friends we were just really really good friends i felt awkward around her a lot of the time i was like why do i feel awkward i didn't really know it's because i obviously fancied her or something and then when we went to south africa together on this trip she walked out in a bikini and i was like my god she's a she's a chick She's hot. But, yeah. Yeah, but I hadn't, I hadn't noticed it because she was my friend. Okay. And then we shared a bed together. And I remember one night she rolled over. She was wearing a thong. And, and I was suddenly so like, I was like, oh my God. I couldn't, couldn't believe it. I was like so turned on. And I was like, okay, I must really fancy her. And then when we first hooked up, it was like the most electric thing because I think it was like friendship and this and that yeah. and all coming. Down. So you and must when, have the same thing with Hugo. When right? you've got the friendship, like at the basis of the, like the base of the relationship, mm. I think it just goes so much deeper. Mm. And like we, we are like best friends now. And it, that is an amazing thing to have when you're parenting and that can be difficult, but I feel like we've got that foundation. And so it is like teamwork and you could just. And the respect. You know, yeah. The respect for each other, right? Yeah. You know, it, it's funny with MIC, right? I don't want to go back into the old show, but you only did that for two years. But still people would go, Millie, MIC. Let's say with Jamie and MIC, but things like that. But still people remember you on that. Is that annoying for you or not annoying? What do you think? I mean, I meet people all the time, like who, I mean, not every day, but definitely like every week. I would say out and about, someone will come up to me and be like, Millie, I loved you on the show or... Yeah. People always say to me, they're like, I loved it when you had when you slapped Spencer. I'm like, oh God, definitely don't. I don't, condone, so I, don't, I don't condone violence at all. I um, love it that, that you have a, to say that. I, I love do. it. Why do you have to say that? Of course, you, it's I not mean, violence. It's well, just, you slapped some bellend who was being annoying. He was not acting in a very nice way. I was standing up for my friend in my defense. Um, it's actually one of the most iconic. But I think because I television had scenes quite ever. a lot of these like these moments that were not scripted they weren't you know it was it was very real mm. there were things that i went through on camera that were very painful for mm-hmm. me um i didn't shy away from that and i think that people connect with that because they were like real moments that they might have gone through or they might have experienced something similar that kind of heartbreak or betrayal or you know that whether it's with a boyfriend or with a friend and I think that's why uh, people people remember, people, it. people remember it. So I never look back on the show with any resentment or, you know, I don't get annoyed that people bring it up because I think there's no point like fighting it. Like, yes, I am known from this reality show and like what an amazing thing to be a part of. I love that. Yeah. And like, I'm the same as you. What right? a great platform. Someone said to me once, like, do you feel like they exploited you? And I was like, no more than I exploited them right back. Because it was a business from the beginning. 
Yeah, it, it, it it's was a platform, and it it's what platform. you do with it. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I, I think I spoke to Cags about this, but what was your how? Because you, you were the original. You you yeah. you were one of the absolute originals. Were you not? No, I was season two. I just, um, I, I just rocked in. Late arrival. Yo, late arrival, baby. And I'm rocked in. Hey, how you doing, everyone? <laughs> just thinking I was an absolute boss. Just wasn't. Oh, my God. It was honestly, also, I didn't get the show for like a year. I was like, wait, so it's like, what, we have to do like this? Well, you and, want me to, what do you want me to talk about? What? Like, yeah, what do you want what? me to talk? I remember they said you should kiss Louise in the scene. And I was like, really? Like, <laughs> what is it? She doesn't want to. She's like, oh, no, she will. It's like, how do you know she does? <laughs> I just didn't get the concept of it. But how were you approached at the very beginning? Did someone just basically say, how did it happen with you? So they were actually interviewing my flatmate. Yeah. Who didn't end up doing the show. Um, one of my old school, older school friends. Who was that? Do I know? You don't know her that I live with at the time. And you know how they, when they were looking for the cast of the show, they had their like key people. I think it was like Rosie, Spencer, Hugo, maybe Francis. Francis they were maybe, like already yeah. involved. Yeah. And then they looked at like everyone else they knew and like researched all of their friends on Facebook and that kind of thing. So they would have all these other names that they were like linked to these people and they wanted to meet them mm. to see if they'd be like good on the show. Anyways, my friend was being interviewed and I ran in the room, didn't know what she was, that she was being interviewed. And I had like one thigh high boot on and one like high heel. I was in my underwear and I was like, right, I'm going on a date. Which boot, is, which shoe is better? And the producer was like who are you basically and was like you need to do the show so wait hang on so you were in your underwear yeah with a high high boot on <laughs> and, on a heel on. and a heel on and you run in front of the camera the, it, the, yeah the and they was, went who and, are I, you? and i was like <laughs> you know i'm going on a date which shoe is like you know the best look with like which what i was gonna wear and yeah the producer was just like okay you look fun, like let's get you. You look fun. Let's get you. Probably you look like trouble. Yeah, yeah. You look fun. We'd love to have you. Yeah, and I was like, no, no, no. I'm good. I was already in the process of. I wanted to be on Britain and Ireland's Next Top Model. Did you? And I was like, I remember this. Potentially wanted going to do that show. Yeah. And then when I didn't get in, I got through to like nearly the final round when you make it into the show, and I didn't get in. Mm. And then I was like, okay, maybe this could be like a good opportunity. So, and I'm so glad that it worked out that way. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. That was great. Oh, okay. Love Millie. Love Millie. Okay. Well, listen, another person you're going to love and coming in at number four, GK Barry. GK Barry. GK Barry, Saving Grace podcast. Yep. Uh, in this clip, she speaks about how quickly her TikTok following grew and the moment that she realized she could do it as a career. Mm, yeah. This is huge. Grace was an amazing guest. Here is our clip at number four. Have you ever, have you ever made have you ever made a sex tape? Has anyone made a sex tape? I got a whole archive, mate. Yeah, I'm scared. Yeah, to be fair, if I break up my boyfriend now, that could be all plastered everywhere. What? They'd be like, she's just got a really long back. Yeah, there's no ass. Like, oh. Does it have to be with another person for it to be a sex tape? Well, that's just wanking. You got uh, wanking. I've videos. got loads of them. Wait, yeah. why is it just of your back? Why is it? Just... I mean, you don't want your face in it, do you? Like, as soon as the camera's that, in my face, I'm like, down. Is that your, is that your porn name, long back? <laughs> yeah, long bottom. That's... Have you got a I sex tape? That is so. You I think you should make you should tape. make one for the marriage. Oh what, make a sex tape with yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can release it on the pod. Maybe we should do that. Yeah, just the sound. And just the audio. We <laughs> yeah. spoke about this. Of me audio. just going. <sighs> <laughs> oh, he's a grunt. I know. Like, not a grunt. He's a grunt. Oh. Yeah, it's fine. I know. Just my, embrace it. My sex tape might be more like. <sighs> We've done this so oh, many times. Oh my God. So you are a grunter. How can you just grunt and then say you're not a grunter? 
Okay, here we go. What is it like? <laughs> oh my God, I'm All cringing right. for okay. myself. So okay, set, set the scene at what right. stage of the... Yeah, yeah, sex good point, is this. good point. Well, it all looks quite are quick. Are you so. at like, okay. <laughs> like, so you're 30 seconds in, you're about to come, go. <laughs> oh, so I'm about to. <laughs> no, no. Oh, oh, that lasted darling. longer than Does I thought. <laughs> and is announcing it bad? Do we well, announce? I'm about to come now. I mean, if it's that quick, you probably should announce it. Is it but, you should pre-warm that. But don't boys announce it, don't they? Yeah. 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 What, yeah. Like, like on a tannoy? <laughs> Just to let you know, uh, I will be coming shortly. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but you I know you're feeling vastly <laughs> underwhelmed and you're probably not going to call but me prepare. again. <laughs> but get ready anyway. Vastly underwhelmed. Because it's coming. I think, Literally. I think boys do. do yeah, I think boys do. What, announce yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. I think so. I think I think that's what happens. I don't know. But also I feel like just, just be, I feel like for boys, it's a bit more intimidating when they go into sex, especially when you're younger. Because it's like, you have sex with like the home. gladiators or something. No, because yeah. you, <laughs> you don't really know what you're doing it's much harder i don't yeah yeah i mean i don't know yeah no i mean i'm a woman i just lay there don't i so it's actually very easy for me and i just you know have a great time but would well, be fair, i've heard of men sticking in the wrong holes when they like lose their virginity or accidentally go into the cheeks thinking it is the hole so it is tough for you guys out there it's tough too great also um how many followers do you have on tiktok now 2.8 million. That's wild. Yeah. And I think, imagine if accidentally, like, I put a nude or something on there by accident. 2.8 mil. We'll see that. Do a jousy. Yeah. Oh, maybe. No one would. They'd ask for their money back. <laughs> they would maybe, like, I'm deleting Oh, wait. That. Did he sell it? Yeah, it was on OnlyFans. Yeah, it was on OnlyFans. He sold the sex tape. God forbid I ever get on that site. Wow. That's where you know it's gone downhill Where are we me. heading? What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where are we going with this? Wait, hang just quickly. With the <laughs> two point, and I'm sure you've been asked this before. When did it start to, like, pop? Because that's a lot of followers. Well, to be fair, I was talking to my friends about this the other day because they were like, oh, we didn't really know how long it would last. Like you were getting some viral videos, hit like 100K. But we thought it was like a, like a one hit wonder. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like a locked in, not locked in, locked uh, lockdown, sorry, lockdown thing. And then I hit a mill. I just blew up in like four months um, after I'd hit 200K. Um, and then I was like, right. I've got it now. Do you know what I mean? This is this is it. So then I think from there I was like, okay, yeah, this is like a career. Surely did it just suddenly just go? No, it literally had two hundred k. Took me like six months or whatever, and then from December to March, went to a million. What? Yeah, I don't know, but I was like consistently posting and like saying the most like outrageous stories mm. to try and get up there. Because you, you you suddenly clicked onto this thing. It was just like you just tell outrageous stories and do it that way. That I found my niche. Really? Yeah, and then I was like, right. Because I'm not a dancer. Like, I'm not Addison <laughs> Ray. You'd never find me like... Just popping. Yeah, Thank so God. I, like, I did the dancing thing. I don't get it. too much. It. it gives me... Talk about your arsehole. Cringe. Come on. Yeah, no, much exactly. Better. Have some self-respect. Talk <laughs> yeah. about your arsehole. <laughs> yeah, 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 but... <laughs> Life short. Stop gyrating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please. But, but wait, I, but that's also like um, unique, right? Because... TikTok was this thing for dancing, but then you changed and just started just like narrating on it, like it saying stories. It was so weird because I remember I was like, I'm not downloading that app. That's really embarrassing. It's for dancers. And then I downloaded it and I was like, right. Because oh, like, you could do anything. <laughs> right. Like I saw Eden um, Harves doing like eating videos. So she'd eat and talk to people. And I was like, oh, like, fine. I guess you can do like whatever you want. So then I'd be doing like embarrassing stories. Um, and then if you violate yourself, Turns out other people also have violations about themselves as well, so you bond over it. Do you think that's what it is? Yeah. Because I feel like before, I've never seen anyone 
be really open and be like, say just awful, embarrassing things about themselves. And so I feel like maybe that's where my following came from because they were like, oh, we get that too. Fuck, that's what embarrassing it, people. So too. wait, so what is the most embarrassing thing that you said on TikTok or the most revealing thing? <laughs> oh my God. Like it has to, it's just like stupid stuff. Like, oh, I don't even hate it. Just like getting chlamydia by accident, farting on my boyfriend's head by accident. When I was getting chlamydia by accident. I don't think anyone gets it on <laughs> purpose. I mean, I didn't yeah, yeah. mean to get it. Do you know what I mean? But like, yeah, just like awful. Cause like, and my parents didn't watch my stuff before. Because they didn't know, they don't, still don't understand. They're like, talk to it. And I'm like, don't worry about it. But talk to So I was just like, no one will see it. And I started blowing up. And I was like, oh my God, this is on the internet forever. Yeah. And it's still, it's still there. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Okay, number three. Guess who it is? Uh, You're never going to guess. All I do each night is pray. <laughs> Who's that? Thinking. Um, take that. No, it's not take that. Um, number four was GK Barry. And as everyone's listening to this, now number three of our top five clips of the year, we have Olivia Atwood. Ah, of course. Oh my God, Olivia Atwood in this clip. She tells us about being forced to quit I'm a Celeb on medical grounds and how she cried the whole flight <laughs> home. It's a real good one for the new year. <laughs> Sounds very upbeat. Here we go. You ready for this? Yeah. Get, get your tissues get ready. Get it in my fucking ears. Here we go. But I think also, like, I, dude, you are so busy with everything that's going on. And like, I, I suppose what I find is so awesome <clears throat> from, from my side is you obviously came from Love Island. I, I did main Chelsea things like that. You, 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 you have that kind of thing sometimes like in air maze where people blacklist you straight away. <laughs> they go, see you later. Yeah. You're from this show. I had it for ages. You I'm sure had it at certain yeah. times. And it's, I, I love it when you see people break through from that and become mainstream and just kick butt in that area. And that's totally what you're, you're doing now with your documentaries and stuff like that. And I was, Sophie and I, I was so excited. I sent you a message before you went into the jungle. 
I was like, you're going to kill this. And I was so excited to watch you do it. And then obviously it didn't work out. I, I saw you do interview. What happened there? Honestly, there's like nothing to say that hasn't already been said. Really? I'm still in did, my mind. Did you get, did you get a text? <laughs> What? <laughs> that's the worst bit... joke I, I actually took me a second I, to work like, I was like from Harrods I don't yeah, really yeah. she's like sorry guys I've got to leave they've, they've called me up that's how they should have done it yeah, yeah. a bit less messy but I'm I mean yeah it's, it was basically a massive fuck up really like I was in there everything was fine they do routine medicals like every two three days but they do them like on site with the paramedics with this like equipment that's like you know you're big hospitals would say that's like a guideline yeah and we had had a really really long day i'm always on like a lower end of blood pressure anyway because i'm like tall and slim yeah. um and yeah i know they just did all these tests well it was late one evening and i'd only been in main camp for the day and part of the evening and then yeah they just were like they were worried about the results they were like Fuck. blood pressure's low potassium everything Shit. was really low and then they took me to like a local private hospital about sort of 40 minutes away they retested me and they were like we're happy so then we had an overnight debate because the insurance were like we have these tests saying that they it dropped this low the hospital was saying yeah but those machines sometimes you take it with a pinch of salt yeah. and their insurance was like no because we have this in writing we couldn't possibly insure her because now we bring it back in and then she faints and hits her head on the log we have no cover so it's basically a red tape issue even though mm. i was fine yeah so that's the worst so annoying how and many tears were there with, oh my god and like you bear in mind i don't cry like i'm really i'm like cameron diaz from the holiday like just cannot get those tears out and i cried the whole way back from australia the whole flight i didn't even the telly even went on i stared at the ceiling for like you know 24 hours crying but you know there was tears from like the exec producer like all, the, all those guys i worked with on love island they were my love island producers and they wanted me on yeah the show so bad and they tried it was a whole night we were all awake all through the night where they tried to see any way they could wangle it then i'd broken the COVID bubble and all it was that. like we'd have to quarantine every six days and the format doesn't really support that. There was so many issues. It was just like when that gets when something like that gets taken away from you. Yeah, because you you basically I, I when I did strictly and I hurt my foot. I did the yes. first year so I got oh, taken sure, I remember. Yeah, I got taken away from me. It's so strange. It sounds so weird, right? But it's it's career, it's all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You feel like you're in a dream. You're like, this can't be happening. Yeah, that's like, really what it feels like. Yeah, and you're like, no, I got to wake up now. Come on, let's wake up because it's a bit weird. Yeah. Uh, when they said, look, you're not going to go back in, you, you then straight away you go you go into that bad space, mm -hmm. right? Where you just think, is that what happened to you? Is that where you went? It's like that thing you say it didn't feel real. I think because I'd wanted to do the show for so many years, it always felt like it was out of my reach because they always were very much like, we're not putting love eyes in the jungle. They mm -hmm. made that really clear. So it was kind of like I built it up to be this thing. It's a massive thing anyway. It's the biggest show on telly, but I definitely made it bigger in my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, and then obviously to be in there and then it's like the whole emotional roller coaster. You have like this long 12 day quarantine, no phone, no laptop on your own in a house. So you're isolated, you're already getting homesick. So you were kind of like low there. Then you go in, jump out a fucking helicopter, adrenaline, like everything goes for the mm. roof, having a good time. And then it's like this crash again. So it was like just the extreme highs and lows over those weeks, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like my, I just couldn't. I could process it. Obviously, I've, you know, get on with it, but it was very hard to process. And I think that, you know, people listening, and I know definitely before I got into this interview, I heard someone, I'd be like, oh, do you know what? 
shut up like people are dying and yeah of course they fucking are it's not oh, the no. biggest thing in the world there's way more shit going on do you know mm. what i mean but for me just personally in that moment it's tough it's yeah tough. it's relative as well and you know like you said it's like love island honestly i'm never gonna be one of those people that turn my back on love island like that show you know opens so many doors for me it's insane but also it does shut a lot in a weird way because like you say mm -hmm. when you come with that reality tv tag there's a lot of people out there production companies you know pr things that are like no 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 so it's like you know to go back and do something mainstream a family show and i'm going to show people that don't know me i'm not this like airhead i get my hands dirty i'll give everything a go and my thing was like and now all those people are going to think, I just took one look around and was like, fuck this. Because mm. <laughs> that's what you think, of isn't course, it? That's of what course. everyone thinks. And I was like, <clears throat> I don't think on the whole, most people know that's not true. They saw what I was like in those first couple of eps and they, I was loving it. Um, and I desperately wanted to stay. I would have done anything to stay. So that I think people know that's not the case, but that was obviously the fear that came over me and was like, now I just look like a dickhead. Mm. Wow. <laughs> you liked that crying, didn't you? I love crying. Crying's I, a great I release. I find it very arousing. Um, I find it very uplifting. Uh, uplifting. uplifting. Okay, number two on our list of the top yep. five moments of 2023. We have Miss Lucy Watson or Mrs. Lucy Dumont or Mrs. Lucy Watson. Okay, in this clip we talk about cheating and we also talk about what each other's strengths and weaknesses are. Are okay. you ready for this? I'm, I've never been more ready. At number two, it's Lucy, Lucy Watson. Watson. Have you ever cheated before? Oh my God, you always ask me this. I, when do I ever ask you this? Yes. Oh, <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> yes, I have. You're so happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I Who have. did you cheat on? Um, <laughs> I cheated on my first boyfriend. Oh shit, he's gonna be all shaking. He knows. <laughs> he knows. How did he you knows. tell him? <laughs> he knows it was his brother. How did I tell him? <laughs> yeah. I actually used it as leverage. To find out what? who he cheated on me with. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, really? Because I knew that he had. People were telling me, but he just wouldn't. He was kind of, no offense, but like you with the whole lying thing, he was going to take it to the grave. And like everyone was telling me and I was like, he is never going to fucking tell me this. And then I used it as leverage. So you then went away and cheated? Yeah. Oh my. I didn't actually baby. go anywhere. I stayed in my house and cheated. But yes, I did. You stayed at your house and cheated. <laughs> they came to me. A little bit incestuous. <laughs> they, they came to you. <laughs> I didn't have to go anywhere. Yeah. But anyway, it was my the dad. point is. It was a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool, a cool boy. <laughs> you really want to know. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, but yes, and it worked. It did. <laughs> I was, you know, asking and asking and asking. And I've never done that. I would never do that to you. And then I was like, well, I've done it. <laughs> So oh <laughs> I'll tell you who wins if you fucking like own up to your shit. It just came out floods. Oh, did it really? Yes, immediately. He said it straight away. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. The panic and the tears just arrived immediately at the thought that I could possibly do such a thing. That is so strange that you knew that that was going to happen. Yeah. What do you think your superpower is? Everyone has a superpower. What do you think your superpower is? Um, finding weaknesses in people. Oh my God. Really? Yes. Scary. Yeah. Explain that. I can see a weakness in someone from meeting them. Get for out a of few here. minutes. Yeah. Give it. Okay. Come on. Give it over. I'm I, not going to do it. I'm hard skinned. I can take anything. No, you want. I don't think you're that hard skinned. Oh my God. Are you joking? I can take anything. Go on. Give it to me. I no, Jamie, I can't. Oh, what? You, you can't just say a superpower and then not give it to <laughs> because me. Because I know it's almost like an evil power. It's almost like. Do you think it not, is? Yeah. 
it's quite bad. It can be very manipulative, I think, if you use it too. That's a, well, that's the strongest power. Because someone asked me once what the greatest power is. It's the power of persuasion, which is manipulation. I think I have that. Wow. Yeah, I do. What's yours? Mine's not that. Um, what is my super? I think my super yours power- Yours is, Jamie. No, not, not, not persuasion. Yeah, I, I can do that. But no, mine's not. I think, I think I'm pretty good at, um, I'm pretty good at communication. I would say in most scenarios, I can communicate pretty well. I would say that, something along those lines. Yeah, what are, there, are, there any, are there any in the Marvel oh, world that shit. are narcissists? I can't remember. Is any his superpowers just like I'm not a narcissist. I know you think I'm not a narcissist at all. I'm too uh, self. You're actually not a narcissist. No ways. I'm the opposite. I'm no. too concerned and people pleasing mm. to be a narcissist. Yeah. Millie, what's your superpower? Being blissfully unaware. <laughs> Yeah. It is actually. No, no, I'm not blissfully unaware. I think, I that, think you I think have super intelligence, mis don't misconception. you? Sorry, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'll take it. No, yeah. I swear you're like super intelligent. I swear I've had conversations with you before and I've been like quite surprised by how intelligent oh, you are. There we go. Wait, hang on. You and, know a and, lot. And you can spot weakness. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know a lot, right? I know some things. I don't you think do I'm know some things. super intelligent. You know some things. I, I, it's so funny that it's so interesting. You think you can spot weaknesses. Yeah. That is insane. Okay. Wow. What is James's weakness, your husband? I'm not going to talk. Why James's not? Weakness. Why not? I think it's interesting. What is it? It's. I'm what's not your gonna... weakness then? Come. What's your weakness? Um. What's my weakness? Probably my compassion. Oh, is, well, you is think like that's my too vulnerable? And my weakness at times. It just it just causes me a lot of emotional stress. I think because I have so much compassion for others. Really, mainly animals. It's so funny because again, going back to our original conversation with Maine and Chelsea, people perceive you as someone who didn't have compassion. I know. But you do. You're yeah. total opposite. It's to what overwhelming. People... And it's something I have I've learned to control because I think there's so much evil in the world that if you like allow it to enter your brain too mm. much, it can be like it can really Mids take like you down. Really take you down. And I, I try to You have to pick your battles, numb it. Right? You can't yeah. you can't take on the whole fight. Yeah. You know yeah. Mean? But that but that's that's because what Mitt, you have that as well. You have a lot of compassion, and he Mitt, and do you won't mind Mitt then get, can get caught up in it quite a lot. It, it, you know, he can he can get annoyed by things and things, and if he reads too much news, he gets consumed by it. By it, and I think a lot of people as well would have that. But you can push that apart for some reason. I actually could see that from you. The fuck? Where am I in this yeah. conversation? No, you. What? what? You. What? You are quite selfish. Yeah, I am selfish. Yeah. Yeah. Is that we're going to stop there? All right. Yeah. <laughs> just gonna... It's been a good podcast. All right, everybody. That's about it. But I do think it. you have compassion. Like, the I way, have huge the compassion. The way you are with your sister, I always remember yeah. that. You were so, like, caring and, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, worried. You worried about people. You worry a lot. Yeah, huge amount. Yeah. And I worry about people close to me in lots of ways. And sometimes I forget to share it, but then when it comes to push, push shove, I'll be there 100%. Yes. Without a doubt. But you can be flaky as fuck. Fuck, But yeah. when it comes down to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm flaky with things that I don't think mean it, but then when it comes to meaning it, I'll be there. Yeah. Which is true. And I've worked, that was, that's my weakness is uh, my flakiness. But my flakiness would come from people pleasing. Worst thing in the world. Mm. I would try and please everyone in the you circle. You tell everyone you're going to see them on Friday. Yeah. And, see and then one. you pick the best. Yeah. Pick the best option. Yeah. It's terrible. It's a really awful trait. Do you still do that? Yeah, I occasionally can do it. No, when there is bad, and then I, I call myself out on it. Then. Okay, that's good. Yeah, which is really bad. That was Lucy Watson at number two. But what is it going to be at the number one slot? That's what they're all saying. What's it going to be? Christmas number one. Give me a drum roll, baby. Brrr. And in first place, it's the biggest, most listened to episode we've done in 2023. It's our good friend. Spencer Spenny Matthews. Yeah. See the most listened to episode. Most listened to episode of the whole he year. He always is, isn't he? Yeah. Don't tell him that. We won't tell him anything. Now, in this clip, uh, we talk about 
why he left MIC, giving up alcohol and also having therapy. Real emotional one. Gets pretty deep. Here we go. At number one, it's Mr. Spencer Matthews. I was just so impressed with you. Like if two, three, this is like our friendship definitely started as that. And, and you know, I was just so impressed, but I was like, I was almost like, like in awe of you because you could, you would go out, you'd drink, you would chat to girls. You had this air of confidence I'd just never seen before. And that's never really left. And that was so amazing about it. But you then started to really not like doing Main Chelsea and you left. And why did you leave it? Um, it just felt inauthentic to me. And I think, you know, I was on it for a very long time. So my character had turned, you know, well and truly dark from, from, <laughs> from being the kind of like lovable one with, you know, oh, who am I going to date? Is it going to be, you know, Funder or Kagi? Oh, like what a, what a, you know, and, and, and it was all kind of real for me. Like, like at the beginning I was dating Funda. I fancied Kagi. It was a problem. Like, like mm. that was a real life problem that I was having to navigate, like in the show. Most people wouldn't share that though, but you were happy to share all that. Yeah, but I wanted the show to be as successful as it could yeah. be. I wanted the show to be real. I wanted, it, like, it was a reality television show. Like, I didn't want to be told what to feel and what to say, right? Which kind of is the case now, I feel. And it's sort of, you know, I wanted, I remember Thunder thinking I was crazy. Like when I told her, like, she was like, I literally thought this was for the show. And I was like, it is for the show, but it's real. And we broke up that very second. She was like, right, well, this is over then. And I was like, um, all right. Like, like, like she thought it was a storyline. Really? Yeah. Yeah. She thought it was a storyline. So, and she was great, by the way. Like she was an ex, she, she was the most amazing girlfriend. Yeah. Like, I, I was just. You're young. Young and, and confused. confused and yeah, yeah, cool. so, but it was and real. And drinking a lot. Like, yeah, that's yeah. never a good combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, and, I, and I just felt that, um, yeah, I just, I, I wanted, I wanted the show to be authentic. I wanted it to be real. I wanted the problems that people were facing on the show to be real. I wanted the reactions to be real, you know, so that people could really buy into it. And I guess over time, um, they felt manipulated to me. And, you know, our example, our, our massive fight was was an example of that. Mm. Like I felt like that situation was, and we don't need to go into it in great detail, but I felt like that situation was a little bit manipulated. Mm. You can listen to that on Spencer's pod, Big Fish, we talk mm. about it on that. Okay, all these things happen, right? You, look, we don't need to go into it, but we know, you know, you go and do the jungle that doesn't work out well. Lots of things, you're just, your life is not heading in the right direction. You're, you're And I remember you, you like talking to me you had like 500 pounds in your account and you're, you're in a pretty bad state. Yeah, yeah. You, you're, you're drunk, you're drinking a lot. Mm. Um, when is the turning point where you suddenly go, do you know what, fuck this, I can't do this anymore, I'm gonna give it all up? Because that's hard. Because that's changing your whole life. Eight years, nine years, 10 years. Yeah, I guess because, you know, my family has got means. I never felt any pressure, I suppose, to go out and make my own life, right? So like, I always knew that there would be food on the table and I always knew there'd be a roof over my head. Um, but those feelings began to make me feel like a real loser, right? When I was watching my dad and what he was building and my brother and what he was building. And I was, you know, pissed a lot of the time just not really thinking about my next move, not really understanding how to generate wealth, not really understanding how to put myself in a, in a proper presentable position in which to succeed. Um, 
And, I, and, and it began to grate at me that, and Vogue was a massive catalyst for, for my sobriety, right? Because she is like you, right? She's one of the most hardworking people you can imagine. She has zero time, zero time to sit down and read her book. You know, nothing, zero. She is the best mother. She is so busy and just clear-minded. She doesn't drink very much. That made me realize that my drinking habits and patterns were unusual because I thought she was unusual, right? Like we'd be sitting, sitting there and I'd drain a bottle of wine watching a film with her and she'd not have any. And I'd just be like, it's a bit awkward, you know, like type of thing. Um, and you're and, not even that drunk by that point. You're just like, well, just getting warmed up. Yeah. And, <laughs> and she, uh, and she would, uh, and she would say like, you know, do you feel like you need to be drinking or like, you know, I'd have a whiskey like at home kind of just with her, like on my own. And she'd just be like, like, wouldn't you drink like when you're out having fun? And I was like, it's just, you know, it's just one drink. It's just one drink or like whatever. And so I, I began to feel like, oh God, maybe, maybe I drink too much. And like, she was, her career was kind of just beginning to move in, in real ways. And she was starting to, to, to kind of properly grow. And I felt like I might get left behind. And she was pregnant as well. And I felt that I didn't want my kid to be born into a world where, her, where his father was a bit of a loser and mummy was doing everything. And that was a big thing for me. I was just like, I, I need to change that. Um, Do you go to therapy to help that? I did speak to like, I'm, I'm not a huge therapy person. Like, like I have had therapy. Um, I often find that I can hit a bit of a plateau if I'm not challenged by someone. Like, you know, like I get comfortable in therapy quite quickly mm. because like, I don't mind saying that I, I kind of know how to navigate this. Like I tell the truth, but like, I kind of know how the, how to steer the conversation, I suppose. So I didn't really feel that therapy w was that challenging. The best therapy I ever had was when I started going sober and I went to see Chip Summers and he sat opposite me again. This is in, in Big Fish, so apologies if there's some crossover, but he, he looked at me and he literally went, when was the last time you had a drink? I said last yesterday, and I purposefully had not drank that day because I wanted to arrive at this stupid meeting mm. sober. Uh, and he said, "You absolutely reek of whiskey." He said, "Like when when the next client comes in, I'm going to have to tell them that I haven't been drinking. That's how bad you smell of whiskey." And I just said, "Well, you know, I'm not sure if that's true." And he was like, "It's true." He's like, "You need to take a good look at yourself." He's like, "You are a mess, honestly." He's like, "I know you don't particularly want to be here, but..." If you're wondering why you're not where you need to be, that's why. You're a fucking mess. I like how I introduced that just then and you were mouthing Spencer Matthews. Spencer Matthews. Okay, everybody, that is the rundown of the top five episodes of the year. Um, again, I hope you had the most amazing Christmas and New Year. Uh, 2024 is going to be an incredible year. I'm wishing you all of the luck and sending you good vibes and everything for the upcoming year. Thank you so much for listening. We absolutely adore every single one of you. And if you want to check out all of our socials and videos, you can at Private Podcast, Instagram and TikTok and Private Parts on YouTube. Bang. All right, everybody. Here's Bang. to 2024. Fireworks, camera, Play action. us out. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.